Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, May 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen rattled financial markets on Tuesday when she suggested that interest rates may have to rise. And U.S. states are offering everything from beer to marijuana to get people vaccinated. Plus, there's a scarcity of women in the top ranks of European central banking. Two of them spoke to the FT about hidden barriers to gender equality and how they want to bring more women into central bank leadership roles. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen yesterday warned the U.S. may need to raise interest rates to keep the economy from overheating. Her comments exacerbated a sell-off in technology stocks. The Nasdaq Composite Index finished Tuesday down almost 2%. Now, Yellen's suggestion runs counter to repeated statements by Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell. He's indicated the U.S. Central Bank would not raise rates until 2023, the earliest. The FT's U.S. markets editor, Eric Platt, explains what happened. So Secretary Yellen was speaking at a conference held by the magazine The Atlantic, um, and she was discussing whether or not all the stimulus being pushed by the Biden administration was you know, going to be sustainable for the U.S. economy. And in talking, she said, you know, interest rates may have to rise uh, to keep the economy from overheating. Now, Secretary Yellen, she used to work at the Fed. She doesn't currently work at the Fed, but this really spooked uh, financial markets and its reverberations really throughout stock markets where investors are really nervous about inflation and whether or not this growth is going to be uncontrollable. This and then comments from Jen Psaki at the White House that you know inflationary pressures are something that they're really monitoring is just providing extra fuel to this idea that maybe inflation could be rearing its head. Now, Eric, didn't Janet Yellen a former chair of the Federal Reserve, know that what she was saying might, you know, spook markets? Yes. And I think this is what prompted the kind of walking back of the comments later in the day at, uh, at a Wall Street Journal event where she was saying, you know, I'm not predicting, recommending this. When she was chair of the Fed, she knew, and as a secretary of treasury, she knows, right, Every word she says is minced and interpreted by markets, that, you know, algorithmic traders are running programs on pretty much every word that she says. And so, yes, this is, you know, very clearly understood by her that perhaps she flubbed a bit. This was a big debate amongst colleagues of whether or not she really meant to say those exact words when she was talking earlier in the day. Uh, And I think, you know, the market reaction coupled with kind of just the headlines that came out of her commentary prompted uh, her clarification later in the day. And and Yellen's comments were pretty out of character, given her current position, right? Completely. It's a a relatively rare remark to have the Treasury Secretary remarking on Fed policy. If you'll remember, the Federal Reserve is independent. They're meant to kind of move without political influence. And I think that's what caught so many people, uh, whether in policy circles or in the investment community, by surprise. And and I should say, right, we we did see in the prior administration under Donald Trump, he was very explicit in the kind of policy he wanted to see from the Fed. But barring Trump, it's one area where, you know, the Treasury Secretary just doesn't really step. Eric Platt is the FT's U.S. markets editor. When Christine Lagarde became head of the European Central Bank, she tweeted a photo of the bank's governing council seated at a huge round table. There were more than 20 senior bankers around that table, and Lagarde was the only woman. 
It was a powerful visual statement about the lack of women in European central banking and in economics. Two years later, Lagarde has company. There's now one more woman on the ECB's governing council. So that's two out of 25 people. That's a pretty low percentage compared to most of the Western central banks, for instance, the Bank of England or the U.S. Federal Reserve. That's the FT's Frankfurt bureau chief, Martin Arnold. He and an FT colleague spoke to the other woman at the ECB, Isabel Schnabel of Germany, and Margarita Delgado. She's the deputy governor of the Bank of Spain. They spoke about the lack of women in senior roles in European central banking. They both said that things have improved in recent years, but they're still not at an ideal level. And it's not just at the very top, although that is important because those people at the very tops are role models. And if you don't have very many women there, then uh, you don't encourage other women to apply. And they're most concerned about the management level in the national central banks and at the European Central Bank, where the main problem is with promotions. They can get as many women joining as men but the problem is that women don't get promoted as fast. So there's, there's a whole effort inside these European central banks to encourage women to apply, and when they do apply, to give them every chance, if not a little bit of an extra push, to, to ensure that more women get promoted than are currently being promoted. And what did these central bankers have to say about their own experiences with gender inequality? Yeah, well, it was very powerful stories from from both of both of these uh, women. Isabel Schnabel said um, she said that for a long time she didn't think there was a problem because she was so lucky with the bosses that she had who were very helpful. But then she started to realize that she saw other women colleagues in in economics dropping out when they had children, and she said that she's often still even now the only woman in 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 meetings, and she really notices it when she's the only woman, and it makes a big difference when there's uh, at least another woman in the meeting, say Christine Lagarde and her together. That really changes the atmosphere, it changes the debate, the nature of the discussion, and the way decisions are made. So she said it's really important from that point of view to get more women at senior positions. What would it mean for there to be more women on the European Central Bank's governing council? Yeah, well, I would make two points here. Uh, one is that in this crisis that we come through, the, this pandemic, actually women in many of the societies that have been hit by the pandemic have been hit harder more of them have lost their jobs. They work in the services industry and, and the services industry has been hit harder. And, and that's just, it's been a, a tougher crisis for, for many of the women in the world. And, and so that makes it even more important to have more women in decision-making positions when you're, when you're deciding monetary policy, which is so important for, for the economy. But I'd say it's more than just that because well, both Isabel Schnabel and Margarita Delgado said that it's really about the quality of decisions. And, and what they mean by that is if you have 25 men making the decisions, then those decisions are inevitably going to risk groupthink. Having more women, having a more diversity of thought, people from different backgrounds, people from have got different experiences of life, they will make much richer decisions, have a much richer debate, and a much greater variety of points of view will be brought to the table. And, and that promises to, to have a much more robust uh, and richer decision-making process. And that's what's, what's key here. Martin Arnold is the FT's Frankfurt Bureau Chief. Thank you, Martin.
Thanks, Mark. Millions of COVID vaccines are being administered every day in the United States. But states and companies now are targeting people who are reluctant to get the jab. And they've come up with all kinds of incentives, from donuts to saving bonds. The FT's Niku Asgari has been looking into this. So there's a whole range of freebies out there. The state of Maryland, for example, said it would give $100 to anyone who's fully vaccinated. In Detroit, if you drive someone else to get their vaccine dose, you can get a $50 prepaid debit card. And in New Jersey, anyone over the age of 21 can take their vaccination card to a brewery and get a free beer. Yes, and that one is cleverly called Shot and a beer, which I absolutely love. Ingenious marketing. <laughs> right, ingenious marketing. Um, so in your opinion, which is the most original or, you know, the most effective? Well, as well as the states, uh, U.S. companies are also doing the same thing, you know, trying to incentivize people to go and get vaccine. And there is a marijuana dispensary in Michigan who is also doing some ingenious marketing and giving out pot for shots. So anyone who rocks up with a CDC vaccine card can get a free pre-rolled joint. And I think it's clearly effective because the chief executive who I spoke to said that they've extended the scheme. They started in February and they've now extended it till the end of May and might potentially extend it even further because people are just turning up vaccinated to get their free joints. So while this is all fun and everything, and it is fun, um, do you have a sense of how effective these strategies actually are? I think at the moment, in terms of the data, it might be a little bit too soon to tell because especially the state-backed programs, they many of them only started over the past week or so. So it might take some time to see whether vaccinations in those states actually pick up. So there are obviously vaccine skeptics out there, but um, I thought more or less the U.S. was doing well in terms of its vaccination rates. Why do they need this kind of incentive? Yeah, it is definitely doing well, especially compared to other parts of the world. But over the past two, three weeks or so, the number of vaccines administered has slowly been trending downwards. And the worry is among health officials and among doctors that people who were really keen to get a vaccine, went out, got one, maybe got both doses. And now it's a matter of trying to target the more reluctant people, the people sitting on the fence who might be thinking about it and might just be tempted to get a vaccine for a little freebie on the side. Nico Asgari is the FT's pharmaceuticals reporter. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.